0: You're listening to Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, let's get right into it. It's Bruce Marshall. It's college football season, and you know with so many of these Power Five teams matched up with Group of Five or even uh, FC, uh, you know FCS teams. Nobody, nobody better uh, to bring on. I mean, as well, versed in all 130-some-odd teams, not just the, the major teams. Bruce Marshall of VegasInsider.com, com. Brucey, how long we have been doing this on the radio and on podcasts? I mean, for radio, 25, 30 years? Well,
1: about you know? 25, yeah, late 90s, I think we started, yeah.
0: Yeah, so yeah. The, the Jerry DiNardo era uh, yes. at LSU. Yes. yes. yes and, now, Earl Weaver wasn't still around, though, was he, back then? I don't think so, but not <laughs> far away, though. How about those Orioles? They just won't lose. Let's get right to it. And this is one of the few Power 5 matchups. SEC Tennessee, 28-56 at home against ACC Virginia. Uh, Now, uh, the the switch at quarterback, Milton, is not as sharp uh, as his predecessor. But, you know, uh, Heupel has this high-resource, high-expectation, high-budget program Uh, back to respectability. And some people think it's uh, it's sustainable, including Nick Saban, who got out of the uh, you know the the non uh, conference teams because Tennessee was supposed to be the weakest of their three. So twenty eight is a big number, Bruce. But Virginia, who not who I don't know anybody that hasn't picked them to finish last in the ACC.
1: Yeah, I mean it's really bad. I know it's a it's a it's a uh, power five matchup in name only because Virginia, in in performance, I don't think even rates you know that that high. But back you know back to Tennessee, I think this is really an intriguing storyline to follow in the SEC this year. Is how Milton Joe Milton fares. A uh, couple of notes here. This reminds me a little bit. Uh, and what, what Tennessee had the last couple of years. Uh, long ago, Pete Carroll, when he was at SC, came into the 2003 season, and it was uh, either Matt Leinert or Matt Corral he's going to go with. And they just they made the decision right at the end okay, we're going to go with Leinert. Uh, but Carroll came back later and said, we could have gone with Corral and we'd have won two. And we saw Corral actually have a better NFL career than Leinert. Let me say this about Milton Hendon Hooker wasn't that good. At Virginia Tech he came into this situation with Hypel and he flourished Milton actually beat him out two years ago as the starter and at the start of 2021 Hooker looked like he'd be a little bit better so Hypel went that way and Hooker really flourished in that offense I think there's a chance Milton can flourish too and we saw at the end of last season Jimmy and we remember the Vanderbilt game and certainly the Orange Bowl against Clemson Milton looked awfully good. Listen, he's been on the big stage before. He was at Michigan before he came here and um and he looked very good at the end of last year so i don't i don't i'm not thinking there's going to be a lot of drop-off this year as good as hooker was last year i think milton's going to put up some pretty good numbers too it's because of this offense but the bigger story here like you mentioned jimmy is on the other side let's put this into some context and i i hate to kick on virginia here after what happened in the tragedy on campus in charlottesville last november they had to cancel their last two games but For the purpose of this. Um, Before that, um, Tony Elliott did a very bad job last year in his first year as head coach. And when I was at ACC Media Day last summer in Charlotte, and Elliott came up there and talked to the group, um, I mean, he said right off the bat, we're going to slow things down, we're going to run the football more, we're going to play, you know, try to play power football. Now, they had a lot of their offensive line had left before the previous season, but he took what was one of the most potent attacks in the country the year before and just and, and neutered it uh, effectively. And Brennan Armstrong was one of the top-producing quarterbacks in the country. 2021, when Bronco Mendenhall was running a, uh, an up-tempo, uh, his numbers were terrible last year. He dropped into the abyss. He couldn't wait to get out into the portal. He's now at NC State. You're offering a starting quarterback job in the ACC. In the, all these quarterbacks are moving in the portal. All you could get is a guy coming up from Monmouth, right. from FCS, Tony Musket. That's who Elliott's got. And I think Virginia should have looked one more thing at Clemson. When Elliott was there, I know they had some big years, definitely big years. But he also had Deshaun Watson, and he had Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. And the year before he got hired by Virginia, that was 2021 at Clemson. They did, That was a year post-Trevor. Offense was horrible that year. They were a triple-digit ranked offense. So, Jimmy, I think you or I – could maybe have coordinated Clemson and looked pretty good with those guys at quarterback. Elliott's credentials here, I think, are really under question. He did a terrible job last year. I think they could get smoked here. This game is at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, so it's going to be a big pro-NC crowd. Okay, Tennessee...
0: Tennessee minus a 28 uh, let's move on uh, yeah Brendan Armstrong now at NC State he was kind of a one man show uh, when he was healthy in Charlottesville USC got backdoored last week against San Jose State also gave up a lot of first downs in yardage uh, the, the San Jose State much more competitive maybe than the final score even indicates USC at home again 39 and 66 and a half against Nevada
1: well, that's what happens when you're giving up 39, 40 points or plus 30. I mean, you can get backdoor really easy. And the concern I'd have here for SC, if anybody wants to bet on them, I mean, look, you, this defense, I'm not sure it's that much better than it was last year. They still tend to give up too many big plays, Jimmy. And that's what we saw last week against San Jose State. And their quarterback, Cordero, who could move a little bit, obviously caused SC some problems, too, when he escaped the pocket. Now, we know Caleb Williams is going to put up all sorts of numbers. That so was interesting. Lincoln Riley did pull it out in the fourth quarter last week after they had the big lead. Nevada comes in. It's a bad year for Nevada last year. The second half of the se- second half, uh, last 10 games of the season, they didn't win. They only covered the spread twice. It was a horrible offense last year. The quarterbacks couldn't move in Ken Wilson's first year. He he hit the portal very hard. I mean, we talk about what Dion brought out a new team in the portal. Well, Wilson wasn't that far behind, and mostly through the Pac-12. That's where he was from before at Oregon, including his quarterback Brendan Lewis. Speaking of Dion, he was at Colorado before during Carl Verell's years, uh, and he quarterback most of 2021. Uh, he can move at least, and and I think for a team like Nevada and, and a lower level, uh, you know, Group of Five team to have a quarterback who can move, that's important. He's going to keep a few drives alive and a few possessions alive at least. The defense wasn't that bad for Nevada. That's what Wilson's specialty is. You're talking almost forty points here. Um, you could be up 49-7 in the fourth quarter. You get backdoored, you lose the spread number. That, that's a huge mountain to climb. SC has also failed to cover five of its last six, laying double digits, and only got past this number once last year, and that was the opener against Rice. I'm taking Nevada, plus, and it's only because of all these points, but that's too many for SC with still some defensive questions to be laying against anybody right now.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, last year for Nevada was uh, an extreme, uh, some extreme circumstances. Their coach left, and he took a lot of the players with him. So it was uh, one of those teams that uh, no, look, don't overreact to last year. They'll be better. Just how much better? Well, you know, that's a million-dollar question, but they certainly will be better. All right, let's go to Washington State and Colorado State. This one is at Fort Collins. Uh, speaking of uh, the Rams, uh, the Cougars, 11-and-a-half and a half and fifty four and a half 54 and at Colorado State, Bruce.
1: Yeah, by the way, this this might be a conference game as soon as next year. Uh, if, right. we'll, we'll follow this stuff with Washington State to see how this goes. Uh, but nonetheless, for this Saturday... I, I'm a little reluctant sometimes Jimmy uh, to take uh, totals trends and 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 to project them onto the next season I usually like to wait and see if a teams how they're trending uh, totals wise but I mean sometimes you can go ahead and, and I think uh, hook into what previous trends were for both these especially Colorado State uh, it was an under team max last year 11 and one to the under in Jay Norville's first year That offense just couldn't get off the tarmac last year. Uh, They didn't score more than 20 points in any game. Um, They've still got a lot of their people back from last year. I mean, uh, Clay Millen, a quarterback, uh, he couldn't do anything. He he completed a good percentage of passes. They were all dump-offs. They were screens. They were flares. They were digs. They didn't throw the ball downfield because he didn't have time to throw. He got sacked 59 times last year, Jimmy. He just didn't have time to throw. Washington State, notorious for a lot of blitzing here, and I don't know that Mellon's going to have much time to throw or get the ball downfield. The other side, Cam Ward is back from Washington State at quarterback, though a new coordinator for Jake Dickert after Eric Morris moved away down to North Texas. Of course, he had come up with, uh, brought um, uh, Ward from Incarnate Word. Uh, but th- this isn't the old leech uh, uh, air raid there. They, they A lot of short passes last year. They moved down the field a lot shorter. They took a lot more time. They were a heavy under team, too, last year. And uh, I just don't see this thing getting out of hand. Uh, the, the clock's going to keep moving with short, completed passes. That's the other thing with Colorado State last year. They were throwing all these – it's like almost a Navy uh, – uh, army sort of thing last year the the, the clock moves in their games because these short completed passes i think 54 and a half is way too high jimmy i'm going to stick with the trends from last year the best under team in the country last year was colorado state let's make them prove they're not that this year so i'm going to look under in fort collins on saturday cougars and rams
0: after seeing the uh, the new clock uh, in uh in action for the first time, the new clock rules, I should say, with the uh, with the clock stopping with uh, a first down but not out of bounds. Right. I think it really the, – the biggest difference is before the halves. Yeah. I mean, because you can have uh, a minute, no timeouts, and go 75, 80 yards without, you know, kind of overdoing it, uh, you know, if you had – that's not happening anymore. You know, so it's uh, it's uh, it really came into play. Navy was just so bad they couldn't stop. You know, before the end of the half against Notre Dame in their hurry-up offense. All right, let's go to uh, Iowa City and Iowa. Kind of trying to look at the Michigan transfer quarterback. Is he going to be out with that quad ham? Uh, we'll have to see. Twenty-four and forty-four over Utah State.
1: Yeah, and some interesting things at Iowa this year. You know, uh, Kirk Ferentz. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him and his son Brian and the offensive coordinator. Who wouldn't be there if he wasn't uh, his son? But the uh, well nepotism, the conjugal, uh, you know. It happens, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, everywhere these days. But um, so they put a little uh, kicker into. Uh, Brian's contract this year. I mean, where he had to average at least twenty-five yes. points per game, uh, or at least he'd be, he wouldn't. I'm uh, not that they would fire him, but I mean, I
0: Bruce, that- you got the over/under on that twenty-five. That's uh, that's not going to be easy.
1: Well, it's not going to be easy, but I have an under on their defense, though, Jimmy, and that's mm-hmm. why Iowa is an under team. I, I don't think they can't they can't just say, "Okay, we're going to score a lot more points this year." It's not that easy, and especially with McNamara not, we don't know about his status. I'm hearing probably not. They'll probably hold him out this week because that leg injury hasn't really improved enough uh, since early August. So, no reason to rush it. They need him, you know, for tougher tests than this. Right. But it's the defense, Jimmy. We saw them last year. I mean, they only they allowed less than 14 points per game, and that includes one game where Ohio State scored more than 50. We saw the bowl game last year against Kentucky. Admittedly, Will Levis didn't play in that game. Kentucky couldn't do anything, but that was consistent throughout much of the season. Offenses that struggle really get asphyxiated against this Utah, Iowa defense. Phil Parker's done this for several years. He's got old, most of the guys back from last year. We saw Nevada, Mountain West, team we talked about him a second ago, go in there and get blanked in Iowa City last year. Blake Anderson's offense went way down at Utah State last year. They really had a downgrade for 2021. He's got Lagos, the quarterback, back in the fold but, I mean, most of the rest of the offense, he's got lost a lot of outflow in the portal, a lot of new faces there. They're not going to score much at all. So the under here, yeah, I, I, I'll i see it to believe it uh, if I was going to score more points, but I do know. A team like Utah State ain't gonna score much against this Iowa defense. They take pride in shutting you down. So it's an under for me until further notice. And that's what it was a lot last year for Iowa.
0: You know, say what you want about Kirk Ferentz, but I mean, you know, let's face it, I mean, he he doesn't have any any more resources than Nebraska and he's sure yeah. outperforming them, you know, okay. for year after year after year. They they have a lot returning on their defense too, Bruce. Yeah. And they're they're a conventional team. They huddle. I mean, they're not going tempo, and they're fine with playing field position. And, I mean, that's what they're – that's what their roster, for the most part, uh, lends itself to. That's in the best interest of them to win. You know, 8 nine non-games yeah. a year. Yeah. So I mean, Wolf. look. You know, you always the people get caught up with trying to get over the hump, but sometimes I mean, you don't appreciate. You know, uh, you know, winning seventy-five percent of your games,
1: and that's still the, the number one thing they're winning. If he goes nine and three, ten and two, they'll be happy and they'll live with Brian Ferentz, whatever the offense does. But Kirk has won consistently there with the same style. He's not going to change his stripes that much. After 24 years or whatever.
0: No, no, absolutely not. Uh, and that's one of my over teams for their win total this year. Um, yeah. They're gonna the nature of that injury. Uh, you do not want to rush it back right. because then you you hurt it, you injure it severely, and could have long term uh, yeah. effects. So it's kind of tricky. But he's going to be better than what they've had <laughs> at quarterback. I know, I know that. I mean, no, they're not going to just be a dynamic offense all of a sudden. But yeah. he will be better. I like Iowa uh, this team, but gotta get that quarterback back. And then Monday night look at this one on the surface clemson duke oh, It's a route whatever no 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 um not that uh, duke's thirty-five thousand seat stadium is an imposing place to play but i mean duke was so close to beating their crosstown rival north carolina for a 10 win season elko acc coach of the year deservedly so and look at their roster, Bruce. There's tons of juniors and seniors in there. Riley Leonard is legit. He is a true dual threat. He could throw, threw for about 235, rush for about 13 TDs. You know, uh, it's... This Duke team has a lot returning in a tricky spot here for Clemson, 13 and 56.
1: Yeah, they do. And uh, Duke, the schedule's a little tougher this year for Duke, so it might be kind of tough to get to nine wins again. But I, I don't put that beyond Elko to do. I mean, we, we know some of these uh, career coordinators, and he was a very high-profile defensive coordinator. But they, they don't always translate. Into being a head coach. I mean, we'll talk about, we've talked about Oklahoma in the summer here. That didn't work last year with Brent Venables. uh, Didn't work with Tony Elliott from the offensive side off of Clemson staff last year. But Elko came in from Jimbo at Texas A&M. Man, he worked. And before that, at Notre Dame and Wake Forest before that, uh, very well accomplished. So he knows the territory in the ACC. But what surprised a lot of ACC uh, followers last year, uh, we knew the defense would probably be better with his fingerprints on it, but the offense got much, much more productive. Post-David Cutcliffe, very surprising. You mentioned Riley Leonard, great dual threat. I mean, he ran for almost 700 yards last year, plus all the passing. Mm-hmm. So he really gives them a threat. Now, we'll see about what Dabo's got going here uh, this year. He, I mean, he's changed his offense, too. He's brought a new coordinator in. Um, and, and Klubnik now, after – now, we liked him a lot last year. We thought he'd eventually – knock DJ out but he's still kind of a work in progress and I just don't think it's going to be quite as easy for Dabo to snap his fingers uh, post Trevor Lawrence and post Watson from years before to go out there and just roll over these ACC teams it wasn't quite that easy last year a lot of closer calls last couple years haven't been all that easy for Clemson and uh, the fact Elko's got Duke playing so much better they were a real revelation last year great against the number very good straight up bowl winner And Elko knows what he's doing. You're getting almost two touchdowns at home here with a quarterback like that who is very, very dangerous than Leonard. I'm taking the Blue Devils on Monday, Jimmy. I think this is a team uh, we've talked about them last year. Elko did a great job. No reason to think they're not going to be just as formidable this year. And a little tough uh, number there, I think, for Dabo to get over.
0: They have a lot returning. I mean, a ton in some key spots and then second year should only be that's a big year of continuity going from year one to year two, as far as the familiarity with system staff, the whole thing. And, you know, Duke's one of those teams, it's usually sort of the mid majors, but, you know, their their underclassmen are not going uh, early to the pros. You right. know they are. They're off. staying, getting their education, and it's just so they're an older roster. Yep. And we've seen it in basketball, we've seen it in football. And as far as Clemson, I was on campus this past uh, spring, Bruce, and uh, during the and they showed me the you know the ACC championship uh, you know trophy or whatever. And went through their facility, and I like. Those just don't matter as much around here. This the fans want more. <laughs> you know, but yeah. be careful. Be careful. You know, always trying to get over that hump what took what what it took to get uh, to that spot. All right, Bruce. Every week your top five selections uh, here on Sports Betters Paradise. Tell your uh tell your friends about Sports Better's Paradise. And also right now at Bet Rivers, even more bang for your buck. And that's right, our squares, uh our squares deal. I mean, it is a great uh, opportunity to go in uh in and, and take a um you know, get extra value with our uh, Bet River Square. So you can win up to ten thousand dollars in bonus money. Bet ten dollars in same game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. For Bruce Marshall, CBS Sports Line, Bet Bet River Sports Better's Paradise, Vegas Insider yep. yep. Bam Sports B A M Bruce A Marshall. I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.